Welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You're joined by two of your usual hosts here. You've got uh, Tom Mannering and myself, Josh Hartley. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm not bad. I'm not bad. I'm I'm all I'm all moved. You are. I'm I'm in in the physical sense rather than the emotional sense. I'm touched um, by this moment. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm down in England now, so you are, yeah, man. I'm recording from this home office that I've set up in my brother's house. My brother knows I'm here, so that's. It wasn't weird until you said that. Yeah, we're now a, a cross-country podcast. I know, straddling the English, uh, the England Scotland border. This strange I'm only just turn of over. phrase, but sure. Just I'm only just. just Shush you. How would you say it then? Across. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not fun. Anyway, uh, yeah, the uh, I was telling Tom before we hit the record button, the move uh, was uneventful, which is exactly what you want in a house move. So none of my things are broken. They're all uh, packed away in my brother's garage. And yeah, uh, all my tech for work got uh, cooperated so all good on that front i even had time on saturday to go get my second covid jab so get you i'm feeling these antibodies coursing through my veins i said that so. the uh, the start of the episode well just as we came on camera in fact it's a bit jarring for me because i'm so used to your background being mm. obviously your your bookcase and your games and things and now you've got this sort of very, very neutral background. Well, yeah, I mean, so uh, it basically the, to my back is the doorway to the hall. So it's a lot less interesting. Um, I don't want to, obviously, I'm not planning on staying here too long. I'm going to, my house, that my, my flat in Glasgow sells as of this recording tomorrow. So once that's all gone through... I'll uh, I'll feel a lot more confident in house hunting sure. in Carlisle. So, yeah, um, that's good. I hope hopefully I find something relatively quickly because that'll be nice. I have a I have a little update actually that I didn't even think yeah. about uh, beforehand with regards to to moving properties. I don't know if this is going to pan out or not, but I got contacted by my letting agent yesterday, day before yesterday, a couple of days ago, and. Um, I've had a very good relationship with my, my letting agent and, and my mm-hmm. landlord um, and they messaged me and said we've actually got another property not far from you uh, that we're going to be putting up uh, and we thought you might want to have the first look at it uh, so oh that I've sounds a, promising yeah I've got a wee viewing it's very similar to this one uh, in, a, in a lot of ways um, so I've got a wee viewing two weeks from now uh, okay. when the, the current occupants vacate the property uh, so let's see what happens there. Hopefully it won't be as disastrous as the last one. Yes. I did actually message them and I was like, is it a ground floor property? Can you just clarify for me up front? And they're like, mm-hmm. it's not a ground floor property. So that's a good start. There we go. There we go. Nice one. How have you been otherwise anyway? Uh, not too bad. Um, I've not got a whole heap 
to report about what I've been doing. Just the usual, you know, playing some games, seeing some people, trying to plan for the the ever approaching future uh, mm -hmm. as it is want to do. Um, but beyond that, I don't really have a, a massive amount of uh, updates. What about yourself? I'll, uh, I'll I'll let you in on a sort of tedious uh, thing that I'm doing, but uh, I, I am actually in a weird way enjoying it. Um, I ordered... I, I've got a big collection of Magic the Gathering cards. No. And, yeah, very good. Uh, and... Um, Chaos Cards, uh, a UK-based website, had a sale on recently. So I decided to take advantage of that, and I bought myself 2,000 sleeves so that I could have them all in the same sleeves. Nice. So, and I also, I've also bought some of the, you know, the inner, the perfect fit inner sleeves, so I can double sleeve them all. So I'm going through the task of re-sleeving all of my cards into these nice new sleeves, and it sounds like a pain in the backside. It's it's actually really satisfying. <laughs> so I think we've discussed this before, and and you're not the only person I've had this conversation with. I find sleeving cards quite relaxing. Mm. Like I'll I'll usually do it while I'm like watching TV or you know I've got a podcast yeah. on, maybe even a podcast like this one. Uh, yeah. And you know I'll I'll sit sleeving away, and and I find it really relaxing because it doesn't it doesn't call one a lot of attention. You know for the mm -hmm. most part. Um, and you just kind of work your way uh, through them, uh, and it keeps your hands busy. That yeah. being said, there is nothing more frustrating. This actually happened to me very recently when I was sleeving something up. I hadn't noticed that at some point uh, during the process, a good stack of my sleeves had been turned the wrong way around. So oh, I continued no. to sleeve, went to put the cards away, and I was like, wait a minute, why is the... Because obviously some cards sleeves have some sort of mark on them. Yeah. Uh, like a, a a brand mark or something like that and, and these ones did uh and i kind of looked at half the deck and i was like why have they got that on the outside I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh no so it's going that i don't like because yeah, that's doing that's, that's, that's rework and that's not fun mm -hmm. no, I, mean, that's I get fair. where you're coming from so um yeah i mean that's how eventful my week has been like big big thing moving house uh little thing i'm sleeping my cards <laughs> so I think my my little thing is probably that I ordered some new trainers. That is that is like, as much as it is a little thing, it is a highlight because uh, I do yeah. like new trainers. Um, away from that though, I do have some that I I wanted to discuss, and this is actually podcast related, yes. and it's purchase related, thus tying the two together uh, quite nice. This isn't news as such; um, it's not new news, but it is mm -hmm. news. So. It's oh, not what? new news. No. But isn't all news new news? Are you trying to annoy me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, as that happens. You're just succeeding. Yeah. Uh, so, um, quite a while back, I backed what was probably the last Kickstarter I backed in a very long time, which was the Critical Role TV show. Uh, ah. But it is not related to that. It is, however, related to Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. uh, I got sent something by a, a friend of mine who sent on a group chat, uh, which was a Kickstarter, which I have backed. Uh, it's the first Kickstarter I've backed in a couple of years now. Uh, and it is for a new role-playing game uh, called Avatar Legends. And it's based on the Avatar The Last Airbender 
and the Legend of Korra animated TV shows. Oh, neat. So this, it, as I say, it's not new. Uh, it has been going for a couple of weeks now, I believe. Uh, but it's done by a company called Magpie Games, mm-hmm. uh, who have done a couple of uh, quite well-regarded uh, bits in the past. Uh, and I'll, I'll read the description verbatim for you. Uh, So, Magpie Games is excited to bring you Avatar Legends, the role-playing game, the officially licensed tabletop role-playing game set in the world of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. With over a decade of role-playing design and publishing expertise, Magpie Games has created an innovative system that brings the world of the four nations to life in a tabletop role-playing game that captures the heart of the Avatar franchise, balance, heroism, and the power of friendship. Uh, nice. Which is, uh, which is nice. Um, so this is uh, something I backed. I, I only put it at the minimum level, so I'm just getting the PDFs uh, mm-hmm. for it. Although there's a good number of PDFs for what I paid for it, uh, in fairness. Uh, but I'm quite interested to see what this is. I think I mentioned on a previous podcast that I'm trying to be a bit more esoteric and eclectic with my RPG selection. So I'm mm-hmm. going outside of, you know, the the big names, uh, be it Pathfinder, D&D, Call of Cthulhu, and playing some more... I'm not sure I'd say this is niche, but it's certainly closer to niche than, than they are. Sure, um, yeah. So yeah, back to this yesterday. I'm, I'm quite interested to see uh, to see how it pans out. Um, I don't imagine you have any interest in Avatar, given I know your, your TV watching habits are minimal. I was just going to say, I don't think I've ever seen a single episode of Avatar. And I think, uh, to be honest, it it arrived when I was a tad... Like, I think I would would have been, like, a smidge out of the target audience for it when it when it first aired. So bear in mind I'm older than you. Yes. <laughs> so when I would have start, been... Well, when did it start? Even further out. Uh, the original series. That's a very good question. Let's find out. 2005. Okay. So 16 years ago. So I would have been 20. Yeah. When it started. So the fact that it's cartoon uh, does not dissuade me at all. And I would actually argue, and I, I don't think I'd be alone in making this argument, it is one of the better cartoons that has a more... It's. I wouldn't say it's an adult show by any stretch of the imagination. It's still a kid's show. Yeah, uh, it, well, I, I, the way I've had it described as me, it's, it's young adult. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you get your young adult novels like The Hunger Games and, and the like. And mm-hmm. this, this kind of sits in in that territory as well right exactly yeah um but i really i've been a massive fan of of the avatar franchise uh probably since like the second or third season of it Mm -hmm. if memory serves um i think it's a really good show uh it's got a a good message if you really want to get into that side of stuff uh for kids and younger viewers but it's it's a really well told story and it's got some, some cracking episodes um but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what this is. Uh, this is going to be like as a role-playing game. Not a big uh, power of friendship type gamer, uh, but the rest <laughs> of it, I'm uh, I'm quite intrigued by. Um, you get loads of stuff uh, for the so for the PDFs that I've I've ordered. You get the the core book as a as a PDF. You get a couple of adventures. You get some things related to different eras the different mm-hmm. types of classes you can play um there's absolutely loads some some npc stats for main characters uh really really cool i also really like the physical rewards although i won't be getting any of these but they've got like a a cloth map of the four nations which oh, is really that's nice. nice 
yeah. really really uh, it's a system that uses unique dice which I'm, I'm always on the fence with in general mm-hmm. um but the dice pack is is beautiful because uh, they've got all the different like symbols for the four elements uh mm-hmm. kind of factored into it as well as uh, some of the other aspects that are featured in the game um so it's a really really uh well done product from at least what we're seeing here um and i'm interested to see what else comes along with it so yeah that's uh, that's my bit of news uh awesome. just about that so i will keep you updated as and when i hear more on that uh and uh you never know josh you might be one of the people that i drag into a game of that hey another rpg to play that's uh, never a bad thing so yeah that's uh, that's my bit of news so what what else have we got to discuss um well it would be remiss of us to not mention the fact that last weekend UK Games Expo returned, albeit in a significantly reduced capacity. Um, I I don't think there's much news to come out of it. I don't think there was any big reveals by any any companies. Obviously, uh, some of the larger companies weren't even in attendance. Uh, Games Workshop normally has a big uh, showing there, for example. I don't believe they were there this year. Um, but I mean, I, I, just from social media alone, it looked like uh, enough people went and uh, to, to have a uh, to make it a good weekend. Um, I certainly know uh, a few of the people who we've had previously on the podcast, like uh, Mark McKinnon. Uh, I know he was there with his uh, company, Big uh, Dream Big Games. So, uh, yeah, uh, I thought it was worth noting. Yeah, th- I think ahead. it was quite interesting because we've not really spoke about it on the, the lead-up this time, whereas normally it probably would be something we'd discuss. And uh, it was only on, I think, like the Sunday I messaged you and I was like, did you know it was UK Games Expo yeah. this weekend? Um, it's, I'm sure it goes without saying that obviously neither Tom nor I attended. Um, I don't feel quite confident enough yet to start going to conventions i want to give it at least a little bit more time yeah i mean i remember the the first uk games expo we did two years ago i think now yeah and i was as sick as a dog after that without covid Uh, yeah you know i picked up some nasty concord and uh was was on my ass for a good few days after we got back I do not want that experience with uh, with COVID thrown into the mix. So I think you know we we kind of decided we weren't going to go quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say we won't go to conventions again, though. I, I'm looking forward to getting to to some. It's just a matter of the right time, mm-hmm. I think. And I think we'll probably start a bit smaller and work our way up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I am really looking forward to going back to them. I just uh, want to give it a little bit more time. Yeah, I think that's fair. There we are. Uh, But those of you who were able to attend it, I hope you all enjoyed it and uh, everyone stayed safe. Certainly, I haven't heard anything of any outbreaks being associated with it, so that's a success in itself. So exactly. Yeah, I think from what I saw on social media, there was there was a lot of positivity about the experience. So I think even if it perhaps didn't have the the same grandeur that it normally has mm. it's not to say there wasn't a good time to be had by those that did go and fair play to the people that did exactly exactly in other news um shock horror tom uh fans of games workshop are annoyed at games workshop would you like me to detail as to why i want to know why i'm about to be annoyed yes <laughs> yeah sure 
Uh, Games Workshop uh, have recently updated their intellectual property guidelines. Now, I am going to read the announcement out verbatim so that you can... I'm not putting any spin on this. This is okay. what is on their website. So This is the real experience. I get you. Games Workshop. Sorry, this is, this is headlined Warhammer Beyond the Tabletop. Mm. Uh, Games Workshop has been designing and selling miniatures and games for over 40 years. Our design studios have worked hard to create the unique settings and characters that are enjoyed by our fans all over the world. We love to see fans enjoying all things Warhammer. We also have a duty to preserve and protect our intellectual property rights. This is the only way we can ensure that Warhammer will be around forever. Our goal is to do this while continuing to support the passion and creativity of our fans. We will level with you. This is a difficult balancing act. So, whatever exciting Warhammer hobby activities you are working on, we ask that you follow the below guidelines at all times. By doing so, we can all continue to enjoy all things Warhammer for a long time to come. These guidelines do not constitute formal approval or authorization of any fan content or waiver of our legal rights. We reserve the right to change these guidelines at any time. Now it starts with um, fan fiction, hobby books and magazines. Uh, individuals may write their own stories, hobby books and magazines based on our characters and settings, but these must not include text, artwork or imagery copied from any official Games Workshop material, be non-commercial with no money being received or paid. This includes all forms of fundraising activity and generation of any advertising revenue. Not be publicly distributed except for no charge di digital distribution. Make it clear that they are unofficial without using any Games Workshop logos and include the word unofficial prominently on the front cover and not be prejudicial to the goodwill, reputation or integrity of Games Workshop or its intellectual property. It then goes on to state more or less the same for fan artwork and for fan sites as well. Um, and they they end everything by uh, with a big one, a big header of infringements. We have a zero toler tolerance policy in respect for infringements of our intellectual property rights. These include counterfeit models, imitation models, recasting and 3D printing, illegal downloads, unauthorized use of our trademarks, fan films and animations. Individuals, uh, I'll give more detail on that. Individuals must not create fan films or animations based on our settings and characters. These are only to be created under license from Games Workshop. And games and apps. Individuals must not create computer games or apps based on our characters and settings. These, uh, these are only to be created under license from Games Workshop. So, that was the announcement. What are your thoughts? I'm not that surprised, if yeah. I'm completely honest. I mean, you, your mileage varies with Games Workshop, and, and they have something of a perhaps appropriately earned litigious reputation. Mm -hmm. um, they've always been protective of their IP and I have no issue with a company being protective of their IP you know you you did the work for it you you created it you know it's it's yours to utilize do I think it's maybe a little over the top probably um, yeah. I think that's probably the only 
issue I would have with it. You know, saying to people you can't make fan films is a bit much. You know, like, I mean, what harm's that really doing? Um, who's who's going onto YouTube and watching what is blatantly a fan film and being like, that must be by Games Workshop? You know, I'm sure they don't have a tripod uh, to, <laughs> to film with. So, I think in that regard there's maybe a, a little too much mm. but I also don't begrudge them it um, you know it is their IP it is their right to protect it um, and if we are being completely honest there have been people historically that have abused it and still yeah. do you know we've all seen the the models that are dangerously close to being uh, stylized after space marines and, and things mm-hmm. like that um, so yeah I'd <laughs> I can understand why it would frustrate people and I know some of the knock-on effects this has had uh, despite not being aware that I have seen some of the the outcries uh, yep. that I'm going to presume relate to that. Um, but yeah, beyond that. What about yourself? I think you've, you've, you've hit the nail on the head for me. I think kind of... Uh, it, it seems heavy-handed mm-hmm. on their part is, is the thing. But, uh, you know, this... Their statement pretty much brings them in line with any other company that has IP mm-hmm. to be concerned about, right? Do you think the Disney Corporation are cool with people making like Marvel fan films and making money off it? So they, you know, and it's no coincidence that this has come about when they're about to launch Warhammer Plus as well. So um, that'll be why. The shame of it is uh, there's been a number of prominent content creators have decided to cease operating basically off the back of this mm-hmm. now i think what's important to know is they haven't said that they've received like a cease and desist letter they've they've just stopped um based on this so who knows well i don't know if gw's lawyers are gonna like hit the ground and start like issuing threats of a uh, cease and desist to uh, content creators that hasn't happened yet mm. maybe it will maybe it won't um, I don't know but the one thing I find see. quite interesting is and, and, and it certainly is to me a little bit overkill is the need to plaster unofficial on everything like in <laughs> bold prominent like what what do you have yeah. to do like if you're doing a you know a stream where you're painting a model do you have to be like I don't work for Games Workshop this is not an official Games Workshop stream this is yeah. me unofficially painting a Games Workshop model. You know that that kind of thing. You you walk a very fine line with, with how ridiculous it can get. Um, but over and above that, you know, fair enough. I, I don't mm-hmm. begrudge them. I think Warhammer TV and everything that comes with it. You know, the apps and and all the bells and whistles will will potentially be good. The only thing I think they run the the big risk of is there's a lot of unofficial publications that maybe do make a, a little bit of money or, or certainly mm. maybe don't present themselves as, as unofficial, but they do fill quite an important niche in the community. Yeah. You know, like, the I remember back in the day there was fan sites and, and fanzines for things like Mordheim, uh, Necromunda, Blood Bowl, mm-hmm. you know, these have all had support from the community. Largely for free, but in some cases with you know some minor costs, which is fair enough because they incur yeah. a cost to make it. And I think if you if you cut them off at the knees, 
you, you have an element of your community that loses support, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, I, I don't really begrudge him it. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Uh, so yeah, that's. Uh, I think that that wraps it up for the news. Was there something else? I'm sure there was. Something it wasn't news. It was uh, what things we were doing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So we talk about that stuff anyway. But yeah, yeah, fire away, fire away, Tom. What what nerd what nerd stuff are what, you doing? What nerd shit you got on? Uh, so <laughs> I I've got this weekend. I've got a friend visiting, uh, mm-hmm. and because we can have people in our houses now, and we can do Yay. things again uh, without any guilt. Um, so I've got a friend <laughs> visiting, and we're gonna play some Age of Sigmar Third Edition. It will be my first game of the new edition. Uh, albeit with my very old and arguably possibly illegal uh, dispossessed list, uh, but well, it just won't be a matched play game. Won't be official. Uh, it's just a bit of fun. Uh, have you have you plastered unofficial in prominent <laughs> lettering all over this? Oh my god! All over this match. Can you imagine? Like that's a fair point. What if like you're planning like a tournament or something? Do you have to be like this is an unofficial tournament? <laughs> this is an una- come to you know unofficial games day and so oh my god anyway um mm. yeah so we're we're gonna have a, an unofficial game <laughs> of uh, age of sigma uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna be fielding my dispossessed uh my dwarves uh mm-hmm. and i'm also gonna be fielding gotrick uh which i'm quite excited about getting to use him because i've heard he's a beast yeah uh, nice. so that'll be good um so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that pans out. So that's, what, that's what is your opponent bringing? Apart from the heat, Sylvaneth. Okay, they don't like the heat. The, the trees. No. So. no, they're very adverse <laughs> to the heat. In fact, uh, yeah, but I believe they're bringing Sylvaneth. Uh, okay. So it's going to be interesting, you know, uh, nature versus uh, civilization, um, the eternal battle. Uh, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. It's it's really nice to be able to play games again. Um, you know, I've, I've managed to play uh, a game of 40k recently and uh, a game of Age of Sigmar. I would probably say that after this game, I'll probably have played the most games of Games Workshop games outside of Kill Team that I've probably played in about a decade. Yes, um, <laughs> that's good stuff. Which is nice. What about yourself? What's on the uh, what's on the old agenda for for Mister Harley? I mean, uh, we've got Age of Sigmar uh, Soulbound after our recording. Uh, we, we're on a we're on a pub crawl <laughs> with with uh, with Bugman. We are. Uh, so uh, and we're about to start this session with a combat. I think Scott has described a bouncing red angry face. So squigs, we're about to fight some squigs. We're also so, drunk. Yeah, we are also drunk, which spices things up a little. Yeah. So. My yes. character did pass out <laughs> at one point in the night already. Yes, he did. That was quite yeah. fun. It's been a, it's been a fun wee uh, side side track for us. Um, you know, we're playing a a standalone module with with different characters to what we would usually play um, mm. while our sort of core game is on a temporary hiatus. Um, and we've we've made sort of different characters. So you're playing a very stoic and serious and brood lordy. Uh, Witch hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm playing a a wizard uh, of the natural world, mm-hmm. uh, and Will is playing a a Sylvaneth. Funnily enough, yeah, he's uh, uh, playing a Caradron big, uh, hunter. Curioth, 
Hunter. Is it Kurnoth Hunter? That's the one. Kurnoth Carry Hunter. off Hunter. It's like a, yeah. a dwarf in a tree mech. Oh, uh, nice. That'd be cool. That'd yeah. be kind of cool, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be quite good. I'm looking forward to that. Mm. Uh, what about what what are you doing your first weekend in England? Uh, probably not gaming is the the the, the honest truth. I've got um, you've already I'm left having, us behind. I see how it I'm is. having a barbecue at my sister's place tomorrow after work. Nice. And then on Saturday, I'm catching up with some friends in Carlisle. So. Uh, that'll be good fun. I have um, my friends back down here do play Magic the Gathering, so I'm gonna arrange some uh, like a, maybe a commander night or something um, soon. Just once I'm a bit more settled in. That's but, fair, um, yeah, I'm just kind of like I haven't done an awful lot of game. I, oh, we did Pathfinder. We played Pathfinder, and that was fun. We did um, play Pathfinder. Played a very yeah. short session. Yeah, a, a combat in a blizzard, yes. which was interesting with loads of uh, winter wolves and um, a uh, frost giant uh, leading them as well. So, frost giant druid, no less. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, I was talking to some, some other friends of mine about that game last night, and I said that, you know, obviously you're very high level. Uh, your characters individually and especially as a group are, are quite powerful. Mm-hmm. Um but you were still quite heavily hampered by environmental effects. Mm. Uh, so, you know, you put a blizzard that restricts your visibility and your combat ability to a degree. You've got snow that slows you down. You've got ice that obviously is slippery. Uh, and it was interesting watching these borderline demigods, you know, struggling against the the natural uh, challenges of the, the frozen wasteland. I, 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 my character ended up picking up Scott's character, Therek, to get him across the ice. <laughs> so, and I was kind of annoyed at myself that I didn't think of uh, me as playing like this humongous Goliath barbarian. I'm a little annoyed I didn't think sooner of picking him up. But, <laughs> but you did eventually, go. right? And that's that counts for something. Yeah. Uh, and you also uh, were teased with a, mm. an introduction to a, a new character, a new player. Well, a new yeah. player character, anyway. So, we'll report back on that. But yeah, other than other than that bit of gaming, I have not been doing as much as I normally would. But because I've been I've been moving house, so I mean I think uh, that's justifiable as as rational. I think so. I even kind of got last week's episode edited, kind of, kind of. I'm uh, saying nothing. I don't want yeah. to discuss it. Look, I got it. I I I got it uploaded. You did, and there was an intro and an outro, and the sound levels were equalised. So, <laughs> you know, I've done. I apologise for any content that was left in there by mistake. So I, I don't think there was anything that you we needed promised to me. Don't worry, Tom. I got it. I and got I did this. get it. I did get it. Hmm. It's done. It's all good. I I would good, like man. to take a minute. It's all good. Loyal listeners of, of Unlucky Frog to wow. apologize for the unprofessionalism and lowered quality of production brought to you by my co-host uh, and editor. 
Wow. What's worse is because he edits it, he could arguably edit this whole bit out. Oh, no, this will, this will stay in inevitably. Yeah. I should probably watch what I say because you could, you know, abuse everything I say in. I have considered doing it, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, splicing words out of context to make you say horrible things, but uh, um, maybe another time. <laughs> I think there's a bit in a, a stand-up I watched, like someone on Netflix, where the comedian says let me tell you a little something about video editors and it cuts to like the next joke that's kind of the, the <laughs> <gap>. <laughs> nice which i thought was quite good uh right yeah well i think on that note uh tom is that all uh, will we draw this episode to a close will we wrap it up let's let's do a short one for a change since we promised it for last week and we didn't deliver yeah well let's, uh, let's deliver today hey anyway look as always guys thank you very much for listening And until next time, take care. Bye.